0: Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Ty. And I'm Rachel. And let's rewind back to 2001 and watch Totally Spies. Yeah! <laughs> what you talking about, woo? You got it, dude. I do that? You're a little nasty. But hold on tight, spider monkey Wow, this has been a really long break Yeah, um, well,
1: I mean Let's, you know It's been a while <laughs> since we've recorded But let's do keep in mind that the Hunger Games episode Didn't come out till two weeks ago So for the, <laughs> for the listeners, this isn't our return
0: <laughs> It is Well, you put in it in there It was it still was months ago So they yeah. know that Yeah, counts.
1: I told them to ignore that, though <laughs> <laughs> so we can't address it.
0: <laughs> well, so many things happened to us, and like it's so weird that like so many things happened in the last like what two and a half months. Yeah, um, crazy. Yeah, it's been like, very, very busy. crazy. Yeah,
1: you yeah. you got your you graduated with your master's.
0: Yes, i moved.
1: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you, thank you. And
1: you moved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You started, you know, taking grad classes. Um, so congratulations! Yeah, I mean, even that. though I
1: I started before, our <laughs> <laughs> but they got they got hard. <laughs> um, yeah, my sum, my summer class was was very difficult. So uh, a lot, very like writing intensive. I should I don't know if it was like difficult, just a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, but we're we're coming out of it, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I have a little bit more free time so yeah yeah it's so weird like being back on the podcast because like I've been watching so many things and I've been wanting to talk to you about them and I'm like well we might do it for the podcast so let me not say anything
1: (laughs) well yeah and also like so I mean I don't know if it's just because we've started doing this podcast but like I've noticed a lot of shows that we've done have just in the past couple months like had reboots announced
0: no!
1: or like a lot of just reboots in general have been announced and so um i mean if we think about like the zoe 101 reboot but now there's like rumors of a neds classified reboot and we haven't done neds classified yet but that's mm-hmm. like well, every time now i see these reboot announcements i'm like oh that's a show we have to do um mm-hmm. and so like so this so you know, this show that we're doing today, like it's got it got a reboot announced a couple like a month or two ago. Um, and that's like what kind of made me like remember it. And so it's really it's still, you know, I, I don't think this reboot era is going away anytime soon. Uh so that's made <laughs> me kind of like miss the podcast even more. So I'm glad we're back.
0: Yeah, and I think it even gotten a little worse. Or oh yeah. Maybe or maybe like are things that took years and years to develop, and then now they're getting another reboot. Like it hasn't been that long, yeah. Um, because at least for you know, I mean, I guess it's like I guess it's the same amount of time, but I guess it's different material. People have different um, attachments to that said material. Uh, because like when the Twilight one, you know, it got announced and people were really upset about it. Um, like it doesn't need a reboot, but like totally spies which we're going to talk, you know, that is today's mm. episode. I feel like people were happy about it because it's like, it's a show that, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but a show that could definitely have a good reboot. But before we could talk about all that, we got to introduce the show. So Rachel, what is Totally Flies? Well, I'm glad you asked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is one, I think it's like one of the, as people in our generation, like really like, most of them recognize this show and have very fond memories of it. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, But so, yeah, it's an animated show from Cartoon Network. I think it like originally started on something else like ABC Family and then then was picked up very soon by Cartoon Network for the rest of its tenure. Um, So it's about three teens who live in Beverly Hills that secretly work for a global spy organization called World Organization of Human Protection or WHOOP. (laughs) for short uh when they aren't attending classes like normal teenagers sam clover and alex the three girls are fighting crime around the world with the help of agent jerry uh, who's like an alfred like figure uh and they're totally rad super gadgets the show went on for six seasons from 2001 to 2014 with a break in there somewhere uh and it was recently renewed for a seventh season that will come out sometime in 2024 um yeah but like I said super like well received by um our generation I like to think of it it was like um Charlie's Angels yeah it was like Charlie's Angels it was like a lot of those spy shows but like very girly pop like they were like
0: this is for the girls um
1: -hmm. so like you know I mean obviously that 2000s like kind of gender like the girls like shopping girls like things uh so it's not you know obviously it's not like literally just for the girls uh, but mm-hmm. it was very, it was very feminine and it was very like, but it was very, uh, like powerful feminine. Like they weren't, um, they were kicking butt, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but with their hair dryer, laser guns, and their compact mm-hmm. mirror. Like, um, so it was, it was not that these, like, these things that typically classified with like female, like makeup, shopping, these feminine things were their power, uh, were like the source of their gadgets and the, um, and yeah, so it was it was really cool to see that kind of just like very o- overtly feminine energy intermingled with this like spy action-y stuff that at the time ha- had been really segregated mainly to boy stuff. Like it was mm-hmm. boys like spies and action heroes and girls like makeup and clothes and stuff and Polly and Pockets. So uh to see that intermingling of the genres uh, was really cool,
0: I think, for a lot of young girls. For me... I was very into, like, because, like, if you think during that time, it was, like, Kim Possible, I guess, personally for me, like, it was, like, Kim Possible, Totally Spies, Sailor Moon, and the Powerpuff Girls. All of that kind of came up together for me, even though some of that stuff came out, like, before, like, in the 90s, but I just wasn't old enough to, you know, um, consume it, but, like, mm-hmm. definitely, like, like, that eight- year old range like when i was like eight i was kind of like watching kind of all of that and and it was just all bright and pink and they also kicked major butt and they were all unapolog- unapologetically girly yeah. and it wasn't that it was before like i'm not that like other girls kind of thing it's like you could be both you could want to go to a small and shop but you also can also want to you know be in an inter inter um well depending on (laughs) the content um a crime-fighting you know badass
1: yeah yeah and and that's um like that's a great point with like the pick me thing because it very much like was it was like it was not that they were like oh we don't care about all that girly stuff like because we're like you know we're secret agents and and stuff it's like they did like very much like they loved makeup they loved clothes um and that's, like I said, their their gadgets were typically the, that kind of stuff. And so it's like, it's it was that kind of like, they quite literally got their power from that stuff. Um, now, of course, they were still like very boy crazy. <laughs> so there's still that. I don't think, I think Sam the least of them all, but still, they all had their episodes where they went a little, little crazy for a guy. Um, or a little just like very obsessed with a guy. Uh, but that's also like you know you mentioned Powerpuff Girls. This does follow like the Powerpuff Girls formula, you know, with the three girls that even have like the the blonde red hair and black hair um combination, just like Powerpuff girls did. Um they don't necessarily though have the same like I think with Powerpuff Girls, they had the personality combination of like the the quote unquote like tomboy um and then the quote unquote leader smart one and then the the kind of you know. Airheady one uh, with with bubbles, but I I think that's like a little less drastic here. Even though like Sam is supposedly the quote unquote smart one, Mm -hmm. and uh, Alex is a bit of a a bit of an airhead sometimes, but it's a little less drastic than Powerpuff Girls.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't thought it would be like like Alex would be, I guess a mix of yeah Buttercup and and Bubbles because Alex is the one who plays sports. Mm -hmm. That she was like really into soccer, and then. But the funny part is, like, in Power Cuff Girls, Buttercup was the boy crazy one. <laughs> she always got crushes. Oh, yeah. Which is different from the interior. And so that would be Clover, you know. Clover would be the one who loved, loved romance. Oh, yeah. She loved good romance. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, speaking of characters, um, which one's your favorite? Or which one you gravitated towards? Because I feel like they're all great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think naturally, like, you know... I think I gravitated towards Sam just because I was like oh I you know I like learning too I like you know she's like the she's like I said like the quote unquote smart one even though they all had mm-hmm. like their moments like that was her archetype right she mm-hmm. was taking like astrophysics in high school yeah. or something um and so I, 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 like I I, I self identified as pretty smart at the time, <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh yeah, that like that's like, me. I'm the smart one. Um, so like, but I think like I said, they all have their moments. Like, because even Sam has like dumb moments. So it's not like she's like the leader, kind of always like on the true path. One like Blossom was in the in the Powerpuff Girls. But I still I, I liked that like book smart uh, while still being like very. Um, Powerful and very cool, so I think yeah, Sam.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? I am definitely Alex. Well, I'm not. I'm not like Alex, but I definitely have airhead moments. <laughs> <And I> also, <laughs> like like at that time, because um, even sometimes, like, um, impossible and stuff, they fell into like the person of color, because I, I, I won't don't want to say that she was black. I want to say that maybe she was like supposed to be racially ambiguous. Definitely mm-hmm. just not white. But she didn't play into any of those stereotypes. But I don't know because it was created in France. So like maybe she has a different stereotype that like us Americans would know. Yeah. Um so that could be it and I, and I, But you know she didn't have like quote unquote urban accent or you know, like she she was just there, and she was able to have boys that she liked, and she was able to play her sports, and she could be like everything else. Like she didn't have any like um, backstory, like or any like oh she has so many like brothers and sisters, and like her parents fight all the time, like other shows had during that time, even in their cartoon versions of people of color. So I was happy to see that, and like I said, I am a bit of an airhead. <laughs> Is is it airheadedness or is it my ADHD? Most likely it's my ADHD, but it could be both. It could be both. But I think (laughs) back then, you know, putting my 2023, you know, stamp on it, like most of those people who were at airhead would probably be just undiagnosed ADHD or some type of neurodivergent kind of you know aspect to it. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I and like I,
0: Clover, but I just never been that like type of person. Like Clover is, she was fun, but just not me.
1: Yeah, I mean, and she was very like, I mean, just with those attributes of like being blonde and being like the most boy obsessed one. It was like very. She was giving like very like standard like popular girl you saw on those like cartoons and stuff. Um. So like, I think. Yeah, I think I I never really gravitated gravitated towards her because I think she was more of the basic type of female character you saw on most shows. Um, well,
0: I think I think also she played that Betty and Veronica role with Mandy because they're always fighting over the mm, same boy.
1: And yeah. So
0: like a lot of especially like in the beginning, a lot of the um attributes was like oh, Mandy likes this boy or. Clover like this boy, and Mandy's trying to steal that boy, or they're fighting for yeah. you know his attention and stuff. So very much like Betty and Veronica, especially with the long black dark hair for Mandy, and then um Clover with the blonde hair.
1: Well, and that's even more that continues to reinforce then that that, that Clover's kind of position still is that like a more typical like popular girl cartoon character because the the catty fights of like girls over like girls fighting over Mm -hmm. boys um and like that's the only thing the girls could possibly fight about is just over a guy so of course they're going to hate each other over that um and be nemeses and uh that was a lot of times like the the type of like girl fights we saw is like uh oh if two girls like a guy they're going to be at each other's throats they're going to be like bully each other they're going to be you know and mandy was Mandy was a was a funny character. Uh but
0: but the voice was so high pitched for
1: for no reason.
0: <laughs> she, she reminds me of like um was her name Valerie? No. I don't think her name well, maybe I think it was Valerie from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like it's always that
1: oh yeah. That
0: constant antagonist who also will find out their secret. Um or you know, always have like their spyness always interacts with her life even though she might not know that they're spies or you know sabrina's um a witch but you always have to have that antagonist who's like i got my eye on you 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 girls are weird
1: no yeah and it's like so obviously rooted in jealousy Mm -hmm. um but i think though i think what the 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 one kind of major difference between those two is that this one with like mandy she's like A lot more erratic than like Mm -hmm. Valerie was. Um, is Valerie her name? And I think I thought Valerie was the friend. Libby, Libby, Libby. Yeah, I was like Valerie. I don't know. Um. So yeah. So she was. She was. Like Libby was. She had her moments where she like got just like completely like befuddled, but like Mandy in this show is like very erratic behavior. Like Mm -hmm. like going absolutely like bonkers sometimes like just like uh acting very um very erratically and like the whole cheerleading thing and those scenes where like she would stack up the cheerleaders in a pyramid and then they would fall in the cafeteria like it was almost like bumbling antagonist like it was never an antagonist you were super threatened by um while Mm -hmm. Libby like Libby was was you know, some not like up to no good a lot in Sabrina Sage, which and, and she was like very cool and calm with it a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was a little bit different. Like I think Mandy just seemed, yeah, like I said, a little more bumbling.
0: Well, I think that's like the difference between like a cartoon and it can do those things, versus, yeah. like uh like a live action uh TV, like you know, you can you can make your characters so like bombastically. Erratic, yeah, in a cartoon and get away with it. Whereas, like, you have to make them somewhat realistic, and also because it was a you know different type of TV show too. But, but yeah, I think Mandy, Mandy would be you know even like even though she gave them all flack, she was definitely Clover's nemesis. Um, mm-hmm. out of all of them, which that's why sometimes I felt like Sam got the most. Like screen time because of she had like those one-offs. She always talking about a boy and following a boy, or she um always had that you know constant relationship with Mandy. Um, even though they all have some like a lot of screen time, but at some time I felt like, oh, this is a like a Clover. Like a lot of episodes are just surrounded by Clover and her weird, you know, and she always the one who gets kidnapped yeah <laughs> yeah
1: well that, but that's I, what i
0: saw i didn't watch all of them but the ones i mean I, like... I think
1: that's like though like we we said that like alex can be alex can be airheaded sometimes but like clover i think with the thing with like clover was she was she could be distracted easily um mm-hmm. uh, by other stuff uh whether it was you know something shiny or some boy or something like that so like i think they both and that's why i was like the character difference weren't as drastic in here as as like Powerpuff girls because yeah clover was often the one getting like kidnapped or like even like the the episode I, I remember with clover the most was is the the boy band one or the ricky and he does the mesmerizing song uh that any girl who listens <laughs> and she listens to the cd and she becomes like a little like obsessed with mm-hmm. with ricky and uh, and everyone's like oh of course it was clover who did that um and so yeah so i think she was tend tended to be the most distracted one and so i think that leads to being kidnapped most often for sure
0: yeah you it know it, it's
1: interesting that you said too that, that like Mandy like just like Sabrina the Teenage Witch like Mandy was trying like was the one who like oh could potentially figure out their secret because I feel like there was also like a lot less drama with the secret it I I feel like it was more just like the, you know they they should keep it a secret but you know they were still grandiose and like, they were never like, Oh my gosh, people are going to figure out, like, they never lost a lot of sleep over keeping it a secret. It was Mm -hmm. just like, occasionally they'd be like, Oh no, 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 we're not spies. (laughs) But like Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of tension with that. It was uh Mm -hmm. you know, they were just scooting off to these spy missions around the world and all over the place. And they weren't trying to hide their identities when they were out. Like they were fully in these jumpsuits, just fighting crime. So I I feel like it was a secret in the, in the in the sense that they, I guess, they, like, had this thing where they really weren't supposed to all tell all their peers about this, but there wasn't the tension that there, there is in, like, a lot of other shows where characters have secret identities, like, with Danny Phantom and um, mm-hmm. with, like, you know, with Sabrina the Teenage Witch and stuff like that, so uh, I think because it was just, like, a very carefree show, there's, uh, the tension is more in their spy missions rather than the secret they're keeping.
0: Yeah, I think it was more about making sure that the sp- uh, like when they're on their missions that they don't know that they go to Beverly Hills high hmm. like i think it was more the opposite than usually that it is the the focus is on the home life whereas like in totally spots is definitely the focus is on the missions yeah um cuz there was a couple of times like when the mission would come and, like, try to destroy the high school or whatever. Um, And so it was kind of, like, one of those things. But also, I think that with... um, Because even in that Ricky episode, like, she told him that they were going on tour. Like, no one asked any questions about, like... haven't you been playing <laughs> like, have right. you been a band this whole time <laughs> and, and he knew where they were because he sent over the flowers so so he knew exactly what hotel they were in yeah like if you were a secret spy to that. <laughs> yeah
1: there wasn't a lot of like this those practical issues that exist in some of those mm-hmm. like teen spy movies or something and like also, how many days of school were they missing because they were traveling the world all the time on the drop of a hat? They'd be like spending a couple days over in Japan or, um, mm-hmm. like so. There wasn't a lot of, I think, stress in the story writing realm over like making their school lives practical and like making mm-hmm. it all make sense for like their peers to not know anything and 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 for for them to still keep up with their schoolwork. Um. So yeah. I think that the school thing was just supposed to be, like, a fun little uh, space for, like, B storylines when necessary.
0: Yeah. And because they were teenagers, like, they don't have, like, my husband. And, like, I mean, I guess they could keep it from their parents. But, like, you know, it's not, like, um, like, in, like, Charlie's Angels. They were keeping it from, like, their boyfriends and their husbands and, like, their yeah. children. um, That they were spies. You know, they're, they're teenagers. The people that they really don't want them to know is their classmates. Who's gonna, you know, even right. though I most people think we're cool, those are gonna be the people who're gonna judge them for it. I also loved in this time frame, which I don't. Well, I guess I don't watch a lot of modern cartoons, so um, so this could be a thing that also like can still be happening. But like, Kim Possible and Sailor Moon and um, Holy well, Spies—they changed their outfits every.
1: Like yeah, every episode, which
0: I love, because of course, if yeah. you're going to be into fashion, which all three of those shows were really into fashion, they changed their clothes. I mean, of course, they always was a lot of times they were in their own um, school uniform, but every episode they had a new outfit. And I love that.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it really set it apart, or sets it apart now from today's cartoons. Um, because I think in today's cartoons, the joke is that they they never see an outfit change for any of them. Um, but yeah I mean it's literally it's not only every episode but it's between scenes it's the different days they're changing outfits constantly Um, and it's always like a particular like they they have a very good idea of like the care each character's sense of style um, because all of them have maintained this very specific strain of style um, that continues throughout the series and so it's not only that they're changing outfits but it's thoughtfully chosen outfits just like you would see on like a TV show, like an actual life TV show. It's thoughtfully chosen for each character. Um so I really appreciate that attention to detail. And I think that's that's definitely makes it stand out as a cartoon. I mean, and that's I think a larger thing is they really didn't care about maintaining that status quo like like on the level we see with cartoons nowadays. I mean in season six they go off to college and there's a whole season of them in college and that's that's just like we see with like these real life like shows like i really think these writers and these creators saw this show just like a real life show just happens to be in animated because it didn't follow a lot of those same strict things that a lot of these cartoons nowadays and these long-running cartoons have is like you have to return to status quo at the end of every episode and and not changing outfits and everything's like the same every episode um They didn't stick to that. Things changed all the time. They changed locations. They got a new hangout. They, you know, um, it it was very, it was very, I think they had like relationships lasting through a couple episodes every now and then. Nothing ever too serious. But, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I think that was really cool. A really cool way to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they used, they used cartoons for, you know, why people like cartoons and that is because you can, you know, I guess even like Bob's Burgers and stuff, they have a set design. Like they do not; most of it is the school or the um, the 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 um the restaurant or their house. Same thing with Family Guy. Same thing with South Park. Even like you know adult shows, and same thing with like all oh, girls. They do not get; they do not change out of that um yeah. their uniform um and you know things in that nature. So. But with them, it's like, everything changed. There was no, like, generic set design. Maybe Whoop, maybe if you want, but the way that they go into Whoop is different every time. Yeah. That was the whole fun of it. Like, you don't know how he's going to call them. It could be the the um, hand dispenser. It could right. be a random, like, bus that just, like, grabs them and, and takes them, or it could be them getting in, like, a car and just taking them to Whoop. Like, it's always something different, and And, and, you know, maybe the school and maybe the mall was the same, but they were going to so many different locales and things like that. So it's like they it really was like a movie, like a spy movie every episode. And it's so easy to watch. Like sitting down, like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, I now I know why I watched like so many episodes in a row, like back in the day, because like it was easy. Yeah. And it's
1: just fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Because... Because, and like I said before, there, there's never really that much tension. Uh, but it's, like, it's yeah. visually interesting. Um, it's, like, it's the storylines are fun. It's, like, really fun, like, enemies, too. It's not just that stereotypical. Because I think, like, with a lot of these other spy shows for kids at the time, it would be, like, you know, Kim Possible. There were occasionally, like, these other, like, lesser baddies and stuff who who came up. But it was a lot of, like, Draco trying to take over the world. What's his name? Draco? Draco? I don't know. Dra- Draco. Draco and Shigo. Uh, trying to take over the world, like, with some doomsday device. But I think with, like, with like this, it was always, like, it was always well thought out, like, enemies with specific schemes that, like, appeal to teenagers. Like, I mean, just going back to that boy band thing, like, what a funny idea! Like, this, this boy superstar who sings a song that's recorded on a special track that, if played from this, everyone's going to be hypnotized by whatever the song tells them to do. And then using these mobs of fans to take over the world. So, it was really fun ideas for supervillains villains, uh, to where you know, I mean, these girls were probably in some mega mortal danger oftentimes, but it never really felt like that, because uh, it was just it was fun. Um, so yeah, it was it's a it's really rewatchable. I really enjoy
0: watching mm-hmm. it. Um, in but then I think also like on the other end, like I remember specific scenes like. One of the ones that I rewatched because I remember really liking is the medieval one where the guy put them back in time so he could take over this kingdom because his parent his family like back in the medieval time used to yeah. be like a king and then someone took him over so now he's like I gotta go back I will change the world um, that like if they did not see they will still be stuck in what 1033 like that is like a actual like danger or like if something happens and they can't like you know can't go back they really will just be in medieval times and clover's gonna be mad because they thought that they were all witches. Um and so like but sometimes it does kind of like flow together because it's so easy to just watch one episode after episode yeah. after episode. I kind of forgot what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but that's just, but that could just be me. Like, I was just because I was watching so many in a row. Like, usually I probably only watch like two or three in a row. Um, but it just cause it's so bright and colorful. And you're like, yeah. nice. Like, I just want to look at it. Um,
1: yeah, and sometimes there's like a B storyline that gets a little too much focus, and you're kind of like, oh wait, yeah, <laughs> where are we at in the main mission? Um, like there's an episode I think in one of the la- the last season where like a lot of emphasis is put on this little storyline with like Alex and a dog, like trying to find a home for this dog she found. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I can, I could not tell you what the main mission of that episode was <laughs> because there, that be storyline storyline got so much focus. Um, so, so a lot of times like the, the balance might be a little off with like how much they're switching scenes between those, those multiple storylines um, where you kind of like, forget some of the important details of what's supposed to be the main focus of the episode. So, I think that. But yeah, they definitely like. Uh, since so much was happening, there were so many gags, and so many like. Oh, here's a new gadget, and here's like a a new transportation thing, and a lot of like focus on that. That sometimes, yeah, sometimes the storyline could be a bit lost or a bit hard to follow. Um, but it, it, who cares? You know, that's uh, we wa We I don't know if we're watching it for like the deep story, right? <laughs> no, Uh
0: There's a lower stuff
1: i think my favorite one? is one from one from the first season and actually one that like the the totally spies mall brawl flash game was based off of this episode was uh where this like evil guy takes over whoop like replaces jerry and convinces them that jerry's on retirement and stuff and his name is like his name is like mac mac uh S- Mac smith or something and then they mm-hmm. read up about this guy, Tim Scam, who, like, who like took over Whoop one day and, like, was a real danger. And they were like, wait a minute. And the they're like, Max Smith is Tim Scam backwards. And then they found out that Max <laughs> Smith, who had said that Jerry retired and took over, was, like, actually Tim Scam back again. And it's just, like, wild and crazy. Uh, but I think, like, I think that's one of my favorite episodes because it was, it was... A, a very typical spy thing is like you have a betrayal, but condensed to just such a short time frame that mm-hmm. as soon as you finally know who Max Smith is, you also know that he's Tim Scam. <laughs> like it's it happens so quick. It's such a quick storyline, um, but it's a very classic spy trope. And so I think they were also handling a lot of these classic spy tropes, but just in this very condensed like 20 minute time frame.
0: What was your favorite gadget? Mine was definitely the go-go boots every time they added something to those google boots i was like yes give me the spurs (laughs) give me the little thingy so you can walk give me all of it i wanted to see all of it yes those boots were so cute
1: yeah i mean i really i i enjoyed the like the like everyday cosmetic things that just doubled as a weapon Mm -hmm. so like the hairband boomerang what a Mm -hmm. great (laughs) time (laughs) <laughs> um and the hair the the blow dryer laser gun it's just yeah so I I liked when it was just a very typical everyday cosmetic item, and it's just like oh yeah but it's been equipped to do this 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 cool this cool um attack, uh yeah but I think the hairband boomerang for
0: sure, mm-hmm. I mean the comp the you know com the comp palette was cute too like just like it looks like a regular makeup um compact and you open up and it's like technology, yeah. And it has so many like even like beyond that, they also have so many different other types of weapons. Their transportation was always so cool. Um the whoop budget is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's also like in Mission Impossible too. Like, where did I get this money? how, many, how <laughs> many planes can you crash before they like you know what right. no more money for you i mean i guess the same thing about like fast and furious like all of those things like where you get all the money for these cars well Soon like so is. so it is supposed to be
1: though like it's a global organization so i guess it's supposed to be like a un thing or something where it's like oh. all the countries contribute to it or something i'm not sure but i know i mean I don't know if like UN has like stacks and stacks of money. I don't think every all the countries are like putting together a pile of money or anything. I don't think the countries today could could navigate that um, in a friendly way. Yeah. But but I guess I guess it's like a global defense thing. So I'm I don't I guess they have limitless money from all these treasuries of different countries. But it's yeah,
0: it's wild. The Avengers could never.
1: The Avengers could never. Could never
0: I mean, and i guess the money but,
1: is the entirety like the of Sokovia whoop run course. by jerry
0: is jerry the head of whoop i don't think he's the head of whoop i think he's their handler because i think there was an episode where there was other spies going missing and there were other handlers yeah okay and that was like in season six so do so we ever see the president of whoop I don't know. See, this is what happened when you like. The funny thing is, like, I remember watching all these episodes, but then, like, going back, I did not watch all these episodes. I only watched my favorites. So right, yeah. And I don't details, remember
1: these details were so meaningless, like in the long yes. run, that like it's. Um, oh, I tried to look it up, but it, apparently, whoop w h o o p is an actual company. Oh here, James. You know, it is the okay, president of is the founder and james
0: prison. oh wow well it uh, says jerry in wikipedia it says that jerry is um is the is the founder and president of Whoop. oh then who's this james guy oh
1: he successfully found the president oh he james helped them with a mission during the while the when the president was taken hostage mm-hmm. wow crazy that's another thing, too. How, how are they supposed to keep their identities a secret when they're literally out here saving the President of the United States? <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of, like, not a lot of fleshing out was done for, like, the logistics of how Whoop ran as an organization that yeah. it makes sense that we, like, to, totally do not know exactly what Jerry's role is. Um. Even though he seems to be, like, the one in charge. Um, any other like favorite scenes before like we talk about the reboot?
0: Um, the hair ones. the love, I love it, I love it because they always like about they wasn't all about fashion, but their fashion, you know, played a, a role in it, and I loved all of it. Um, but yeah, no, nothing else. Like it's just like if you're watching this to see if you want to watch the show, you should. This great. Um, if you forgot about it and you want to rewatch it, go watch it. It's great. Um, but yeah, it's nothing I can remember off the top of my head. Oh, was it one when Jerry got cloned or was that his actual twin? I can't remember that one. But I do remember like Jerry had like a, a twin or a clone. That one was crazy too. Yeah, I think a clone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but just general you know spy shenanigans whatever spy shenanigans you could think of happened on totally smart
1: right and i always like always at such like they it would always start with them having a very basic like teenager moment um and just like you said like the gag was how were they going to be called into whoop every every day but it would always start with a very basic teenage moment and then suddenly they'd be in a thing so like a lot of times i remember those like those like like one episode was their high school graduation it just starts off they're like oh my gosh like this is our you know last like day day together even though we're all going to college together and so it was like very standard teenager but then suddenly they're like what's chet doing (laughs) And like he's over there and he's you know he's he's doing something like he's he's gonna blow up the whole graduation or something um so a lot of times i remember like the the kind of setup for each episode. I remember like how it all started, and then I completely forget what happens after that. <laughs> um, so the setups are most memorable to me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. Um, so the show's coming back. Fingers crossed. Now here's the thing: a lot of these reboots that are getting announced now, or like were announced in the past couple months, and like are still in production. Now that we have not only a writer strike, but also SAG-AFTRA has gone on strike, so we don't have like. That includes voice acting um so we don't have actors and we don't have writers i don't i unless they have already completed the production of the show um i don't see how they could feasibly still release a season seven in 2024 if this is not resolved soon
0: well it's also not based in america so i don't know how that works
1: is the re i thought
0: is it still being produced by the same french company I don't know, but if it is, then I don't know how that impacts that. Could they could have their own union in France? Because it wasn't even a U.S. show; it was a France and it was a Canada show that aired in the U.S. But so, the, aren't the like, aren't the
1: voice actors for the English version like United States voice actors?
0: That is true. So maybe the French version would probably be thing, but it just won't be converted into English until so, after. <laughs> well, you know what. This is me talking to the
1: the industry CEOs. You better get your stuff together, <laughs> because if if you if you let this strike affect the production on Totally Spies, I'm gonna be upset. So you better yeah, give these actors the what writers. they want. We do support yes. the strike. This pod does support do. the strike. We do support the actors and writers who are on strike. Um, but I'm telling the CEOs, they need to just accept the demand so we can get this Totally Spies mm-hmm. reboot on time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the not to go on too much of a tangent, but like, yeah, that strike is crazy. Um, and that's why they that's why they want all these reboots. Like, going back into like the the nature of our show is like, I feel like they want all these reboots because they feel like it's gonna be easy to write, but and they don't have to pay people for original ideas, which is crazy. The thing like, is, they like, want it, original ideas and reboots. The only thing it really
1: takes away, yeah, is that initial. They don't have to have that initial original idea, but they still have to have an original idea for yeah. how this reboot is going to go now with the totally spies it's not necessarily just a reboot it's more of just a continuation of the show mm-hmm. so there's not a whole lot of like they don't have to think of a new premise or anything like that with a lot of these reboots like fuller house and raven's home and stuff they still have to think mm-hmm. of what brings them back what is the new premise um and each episode still has to get written it's still like writing up a- though so yeah. just like a normal show that would have its own original premise I think Mm. the day-to-day is the same for a reboot. It's still writing episodes that still have to be funny and interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. And all the production value is the same. So I I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if, if reboots are actually easier for production companies. I think what the one thing they don't really have to put a lot of money into is like marketing and like Mm -hmm. convincing people to watch the show. I think that's the easy Mm -hmm. thing about reboots. And
0: that's not really affected by like
1: writers and actors. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I also don't understand why people are blaming the virus and actors. Like everyone wants to get paid their worth. Um yeah. and I have just seeing a lot of other podcasts. This is another continue on with my tangent about about this real life stuff. And it's just like like, oh, I like you guys gotta go back to work. No, they're not paying them. Why are we telling the people who are getting paid pennies compared to the billions of dollars that these companies have? Like you should blame the companies who have billions of dollars. Um, well,
1: and i think the problem is that when they think hollywood they think like robert downey jr they think like yeah. these big name actors who are probably making a lot of money and who are very wealthy from their careers but that's like the like those are the exception. superstars that we see come out of i don't know why robert downey mm-hmm. jr was the first swap in my head i think it's just because oppenheimer because like the strike came like started on the day of the oppenheimer premiere so they had to leave the oppenheimer premiere mm-hmm. um so I think yeah. that's uh, so. If everyone if everyone's sitting here thinking, "Wow, Rachel's a fan of Robert Downey Jr.," it's just because of that. Um, but like these big superstars, but we're not remembering like literally all these people that you would not recognize on the street who are working on these shows and not getting paid. The writers who are like the foundation of the show like they are writing all the jokes you're laughing at all the character development you love these characters they're written by the writers and the writers are making pennies for their work um and then all the like you know even i was listening to the neds to podcast um shout out neds to podcast uh and um the guy who plays ned i forget his name suddenly so
0: it's with a d right oh
1: you know, it's like yeah, it's like Dean Schwerzenhanger or something. Anyway, okay. um, or something like that. But yeah, D is oh, it's mm-hmm. Devin Worshishai. <laughs> yeah, Devin yeah, yeah. Worsh... something. Yeah. Um, so he was talking about how Nickelodeon they would give like their ex or the people they brought on, like the guest stars, they would get residuals, but all the kids who played the actual characters. Had contracts where they don't get residuals. They got a flat rate for like each season mm. and episode. And their contracts they signed, they do not get residuals. So like you <gasps> mentioned, like there's this like uh guy who blew up on Vine, Jason something, who ca- who came on for one episode and is still getting residuals for this episode. But Ned, M- Mosley, like Lin- Lin- like Lindsay Shaw, Cook Cookie, they're not getting any residuals from the show. They did they never got residuals. And so all these Nickelodeon shows, that's how they did the kids. So Zoe 101 kids probably didn't get any, like... So, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you were on a show, you're famous, you're probably loaded. These kids, after their shows ended, they didn't have really much to show from it. And they and didn't have... Just,
0: j- they had to get a job. And also, like, when they... When, like, Netflix and stuff came on, because I remember Bones suing Hulu or, like, suing Fox about Hulu, um, because they wasn't... Because, like, certain shows have... A very large present on syndication like on TV, but not every show has that, you know. Um, And so they were wasn't getting any money from when people watched it on Hulu, like syndication you know, yeah. on Hulu. But, but they only got the money that it was shown on air and they was like well, we we're pulling in all these numbers, like why are we not getting, you know, residuals for that? So I feel like streaming definitely changed the game and people were not getting paid for that. But yeah. also, I can't wait for the video game strike because those people also don't get paid and I feel bad for them too. I feel bad for everybody because like people think that because they pay the $60 that these people are getting, the people who are actually like creating these things are getting paid. That is not the case. Um, It's the company who's getting that money and they're getting like either, like you said, a flat rate or maybe a penny or something from every time a cell is, um, like is occurring but like not like that um they're like well it's 20 dollars to go to the movie theater like i want you know but it's like yeah you're making that money
1: yeah (laughs) they've already paid the licensing for the movie (laughs) um yeah yeah no and it is like that's like i think people have this like starving artist and i and we will get back to all these biased listeners be patient Mm -hmm. with us but like i think they have this like starving artist thing where we socially accepted that like to be part of like, to be, to live that life, to live that dream of like being a writer on a famous show or like acting on a famous show or or developing a video game that goes crazy. It's like to be part of that is like, you kind of have to give up your financial security because like, because that's what being an artist is. That's what going after your dream and your big Hollywood dream is. We've socially accepted that, but like they should be able to have a steady, secure income off of this because this is a job we need to stop thinking that like that working on working as a writer on a tv show should be and is any different than having like an office job like they should be able to have a stable secure income from that that is a job that they're doing producing something that we are all eagerly consuming and so if it's just like with the service industry with like the fast food restaurants and like starbucks and stuff like middle-aged women would lose their minds if starbucks went out of business so it's like you are actively a customer and consuming this product and you are you are dependent on this product and you're not going to say the people who are providing that product to you like should be should be like living okay and like making a good wage um so it's like we are so eager to consume these shows these people who are working on it and they should be able to have that stable job from it we should not have to have them go and work as a Pilates instructor after, just right after they get off their job because they don't
0: get an actual salary. Um And not get any really immediate accolades either. Like, you know, like not to compare, not to pit, you know, dump against each other. Like for a writer, yes, they can work on these Emily, Emmy Award winning shows, but they still have to go and work at six writing rooms. Like, you know, sometimes for actors, they're on a big hit, TV show or something, they can leverage that into more money. But like, especially for the writers, it's like they're not the one accepting the awards usually most of the time. Like you yeah. know, they're not the one on the front. You know, thing getting all the accolades. So they, so so the, um, produ- like the production companies itself use that as levers to pay them less, and that's not fair. And like, I love Abbott Elementary. Like I, there was a sign that Quinta had. Like, who do you think writing? those raps exactly i need that writer because i need those raps <laughs> yeah yeah but
1: Who's i mean put drugs i don't the face and i think also too like people think that fame is a salary but like why do yeah. they they can just they can make money off of their image but like
0: no, I like i said a lot of these like the,
1: the people who are striking the writers and even some of these like non-series regulars and stuff that are that you know, may not be famous yet, but have been part of, like, really good shows. But, like, the writers specifically, you might not know them. You could pass them on the street. You wouldn't know them. They're not making any money from their image or their 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 name. They're not making money from fame. They're not famous. Uh, But they're still very much... The things they've written are famous. The lines they've written that you quote on a regular, those are famous, but they don't make... If they're not making money from that, they're not making money. So, yeah. So I think, I, I think the way we see... The industry needs to change for us to like respect that work a little bit more um, for what it is but
0: anyway (laughs) I mean the Totally Spies the reason why a Totally Spies reboot like even though we went through this change you know this tangent will work it's because it's a classic like you know no stakes you know there I don't remember there wasn't a through line so like Let's say, for example, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, I mean, it's still long-running and stuff like that, but Doctor Who, not only is it like a monster a week, there's also a through line between the whole season that goes to culminate into the last episode. Totally Spies doesn't have that. It's literally just a shenanigan after shenanigan after shenanigan yeah. after shenanigan. They might say, like, oh, remember, you know, like a couple of episodes ago, like, this happened, like, let's see what happens next, but that's very rare. So they, they could just, like, as long as they could keep up with the shenanigans... Yeah. The show kid not write itself. That's not the right word, but it's fun and stuff. But you can, you know, you can switch it up. That unlike other shows, you can't really do that. Um, so I think a reboot will work because it's just going back into the world. It's not really yeah. um seeing what they're doing now or seeing the new technology because technology changed, you know, in in that nine years that they've been gone. So I want to see what new gadgets they might think of, or some new villains. Like maybe they might have an AI villain or something that's kind of more present, you know, um, present today that maybe wasn't present in 2005 you know or season yeah. three. You know,
1: yeah. I mean, that's uh, like so. Like what you mentioned, like the cool thing about this reboot and the thing that makes it so possible is that like they could l- quite literally just pick up exactly where they left off without batting an eye, and like they just need. They can come back to them in college doing these, like, all these shenanigans, yeah. Um, So it doesn't have that, like, natural expiration date or, like, you have to, like, explain um, what has happened since or do a time jump or anything. So, like, so, yeah, it's very easy to reboot. Um, The premise is probably going to be exactly identical. But what you said about the technology, definitely, like... I think any show back then that was, like, was technologically advanced, like, they had all these cool gadgets, has to really rethink then how they do it in our point of view, because technology and and the possibilities have immensely expanded. So back then when it was cool that they could have like a little flip phone that like doubled as a walkie talkie, that's not going to impress us anymore. That's not a gadget. So they're like, they're going to have to incorporate like smartphones, but then make it even bigger and grander because technology is insane nowadays. Like there's some stuff that can be done. That's just like normal day-to-day life now for us. So they're going to have to really go outside of the box to try to have that same like grandeur that totally spies had that like, Outlandish, unbelievable technology. Um, they're gonna have to expand on that for sure. They can't just have those same old gadgets; are just not gonna be impressive anymore. Um, I don't want to see a flip phone.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they could keep it that because I feel like also the Totally Spies was also felt retro. Like it was new technology and futuristic, but also retro. They wore a lot of like 70s inspired outfits.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: especially in season one. Um, just the way that like. The flowers and like it was so like that late sixty early seventy hippie vibe like the way that they designed they're like they're plain like the totally spies logo oh, that's so retro so I don't know if they want to they could keep it that way where it's like a part of the past but also the future but also the present like I wonder how they're gonna mix that all together because they had a really good mix back then but like you said so much things changed so I don't know how they're gonna do it now
1: yeah and what's tough is that they like they were retro but in aesthetic it's kind of the way that we see like Mm -hmm. gen z now is obsessed with the thrift shop aesthetic um it's like there was a retro aesthetic but they still very much cared about like trends like they were still trendy Mm -hmm. and like very much got the latest magazine and what's what's the new clothes that everyone's wearing what's the new makeup product and they were Mm -hmm. all always at the mall like updating their looks and stuff so it was retro but but still but yeah that that kind of balance that mixture of retro aesthetic with like staying very much up to date on trends um and staying very like fashion forward um but with that retro aesthetic so uh it'll be interesting to see how they continue that and is is the kind of the meaning of retro going to change now that it's it's you know a whole decade in the future from when the last season aired um is retro now going to be like 2000s Y2K. aesthetic is you know mm-hmm. is it so um it'll be interesting to see see what they do now of course like with it being very, like, I mean, France loves this series. <laughs> like, France. I, they ha- I I don't know if anyone has seen the, the movie. France came out with a whole prequel movie uh, called Chili totally Spies the Movie and, like, a, a comic book series. Like, uh, France really loves this series. So, like, are we going to see, like, that different take on their fashion and then the things based on, like, the trends in, in French culture? um so there could be some changes there um but i think largely the aesthetic is going to stay pretty much the same just because it was so it's such an iconic aesthetic that if they change it too much then it might be drifting from what people really like the comfort people found in this show um like i don't know if the characters looks are going to change too much or if their fashion is going to change too much um but yeah i mean i'm excited to see though what they do i think the tone of the show could change there might be just Hmm. with the idea of like femininity and like how the conversation around like feminism and like how the conversation has evolved from just like what it was in 2000s which was like girl power to like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to like really finding their strength like in their femininity uh, in in the more like 2020 sense in the more like understanding of modern day feminism Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll change too much because they were already very like very on point with it but I could see, like, maybe a, a decrease in the boy-obsessed thing. Um, I could see maybe pull, pulling back a little bit more on that. Uh, and, of course, like, you know, just like we've talked about with every show coming into the 2020s, like, representation could be a little bit better as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, I, yeah, I think they had a pretty, I guess... The episodes I watched was pretty diverse, but it could be like maybe I like those episodes because I only picked the episodes that like I remember liking. Maybe I like those because they were diverse, so that and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, like relatively, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: wasn't hard competition
0: at the time. and I also, but I also think that like when we were going back, like it might feel retro just to see the white because they had the white two K aesthetic, like. They were it, you know, yeah. they incorporated those 70s vibes. But their outfits were very much of their time, which is the now current trend. So maybe they might actually might keep it that way, um, just because it might be nostalgic and still on trend. Cause it's gonna feel like it's gonna be on trend because that's how people are dressing right now. So it depends on um, how that happens, how that happens. But yeah, I think. I think it's going to be great and I think also that I don't know if it's just me or maybe it could be I just like happier things now I don't really watch a lot of sad things <laughs> oh yeah I agree yeah and or even like I mean I might I might put on I'm not a really big horror fan like I watch like I watch like the classics just because I was curious but it's not like something I like generally gravitate towards but I've been just wanting nice, happy, airy things um, and, you know, pure escapism. So I feel like this is, this show can be in that kind of realm of just pure escapism, watch three girls in cute clothes fight crime. I love it. Yeah, that's all I need. That's all I need.
1: No, yeah, it's just fun. It really is, um, and yeah, I mean, I'll I'll definitely invest in dramas every now and then. Um, when the new Bridgerton season comes out, I'm I'm gonna. But also, Bridgerton is a drama, but it's still fun. Like it's really <laughs> fun, and you know they're gonna end up together. And that's the thing. Yeah, I am yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of done watching like sad stuff, like tra- traumatic stuff. Um, I don't really need that energy. Um, and like yeah, and scary things, and like. Even just like thriller stuff, I I just I think yeah. I I just want to I just want to to have, have just escape no, the right, yeah, positive yeah. vibes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's and what the show like, is. This show is positive vibes. Vibes, positive vibes, <laughs> Good vibes only. Yeah, Or oh, I'm only rewatching those kind of things that I've already seen already, so I already know yeah. how it ended. So I'm already, like, yeah. I'm already prepared. I already know, I already know. Right, I'm already um, re-watching Vampire Diaries, and I just watched that for the first
1: time last year.
0: <laughs> but Vampire Diaries gets bad. See, the problem with Vampire Diaries, and not to go into, a, like, a tangent, too, but sometimes with drama shows... They 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 start to jump the shark and it starts to get yeah ridiculous. and they get bad. And there's a yeah. there's a time in with toilet Spies, it doesn't. It's always been ridiculous. You don't right. have to wait for it to get ridiculous. It's always been ridiculous. They can say exactly how it is for it is. centuries. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that's why I love um toilet Spies compared to like Vampire Diaries, because they definitely lose the mark by like season five they don't know what to do <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so it's, it's fun I think I'm think I I'm excited I'm excited out of all yeah. the reboots that just came out I'm really excited um about this one the most but I think it's just returning to the world and having more pretty things to look at <laughs> than like the Harry Potter reboot or the um Twilight reboot or anything like
1: oh yeah like those, don't get me started listeners be ready to to talk about Twilight again, because when this Twilight <laughs> TV series reboot comes out, we're gonna have to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think all of those. And what's crazy is that I loved Twilight and Harry Potter. Um, now for for different reasons, I think a Harry Potter re- like reboot should not happen, and that's and that's because of, um, uh, you know J.K. Rowling, and I I don't want to really I don't think that franchise needs to continue uh anymore uh and in, in its original state, so. That's a different thing, but like even Twilight, I was like, "Ah, do we need that? But when the Twilight Spies reboot was announced, I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) I I don't care like how I I don't think they're gonna mess it up. I don't think they're gonna do anything to it. Like with Twilight, I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like what's gonna be the new? But with this, I'm like, I really hope it's just exactly what it was, (laughs) and it's just gonna be a fun time. So yeah, I think I'm I'm here for it. I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. Maybe not like religiously. Well, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. stay on top of like every new episode, but it'd be a good time.
0: Yeah, I just want to see what they're doing. Maybe like it's a great background show too. Like, oh yeah, you're sitting and you're like, you know, it's a great for me. It's a great crochet show. I have a lot of like crochet shows. Um, most of them are animated. I think just because they're light area I don't have to pay too much attention um they're pretty to look at you know Bob's Burgers is another one of like a show that I just put on just to put on just to clean my house or um crochet or do any other like tasks I'm really focusing but can't really go too far into it and So yeah, I'm excited. I'm totally excited.
1: (laughs) excited. Totally, (laughs)
0: totally. Um, but we do have a quiz. Yeah, to take, which I'm very. I keep on saying excited. I think because I watched too much Totally Spies, so I'm very (laughs) much in my. (laughs) In my um early two thousands lingo, but it is, which member of Totally Spies are you? do you have it pulled up yeah i've got
1: it and what's interesting is that there's six answer choices and usually uh for those who are not familiar with buzzfeed quizzes usually the number of answer choices is is, equates to the number of possibilities like in terms of what you can get uh there's only three members so i I wonder if like jerry is in here too um and like there's Mm going to be some maybe some deeper cuts with like some of the like helpers who only showed up every now and then um mm-hmm. so I kind of I kind of be sad if I don't get one of the like main three though I think you know mm-hmm. so uh we'll see but I I don't know I wouldn't mind being Jerry but uh, for for the are you hoping to get you said you liked Alex the best are you hoping to get Alex
0: this time I'm not really like like I think Alex I like Alex but I think also because she was the diverse one and I always you know gravitate towards them but I'm i feel like that would be fine i i think i'm not clover so i think i'll be more surprised to get clover but i'm not gonna be upset if i get clover um i think actually like you i think i might personality wise i probably would probably get sam but i think Mm -hmm. um but yeah but i won't be like i'm not gonna be angry like i think when we took our um which one? Our Big Bang Theory, like we both did one, Howard. Like, we've, like, no. But this one, <laughs> I'm just generally just surprised. I can't wait to see who I get and why they picked that one for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Now, I, I mean, I'll be shocked if I get Clover, but I would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's none that I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't
0: get them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Okay. Choose a totally chic gadget the Calm powder, which is their compact. The expandable cable bungee belt, the scanner watch, the high power faux earring magnet, the laser lipstick, the slice through anything diamond cowgirl boot spur. Like, all these are great. Yeah, I feel like you're gonna pick the laser lipstick that's what I was just yeah I was like I
1: forgot about that iconic again like I love just the simple cosmetic items become
0: weapons I love it Mm -hmm. Um, I do love the boots like I talk about like I love the boots but I think I'm gonna go with the bungee belt
1: okay yeah it's a great fashion accessory Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like very comes in handy yes uh all right choose a totally chill hobby reading (laughs) shopping rock climbing watching tv
0: swimming or listening to music it's weird because my actually totally chill hobby is a connection of the two i read and i listen to music together like i Mm. pick like i pick like an album I listen to it from beginning to end while I read a book um and so I don't know which one I do more I probably listen to music I listen to a lot of music so I'm gonna pick listening to music um but I feel like music is like not even a hobby for me at this point it's just back like like it's just I always have a a backup track in my mind yeah i feel like if (laughs) Um, if music is a hop if you're doing music
1: as a hobby it means you are you are sitting down explicitly to listen to music like like my dad shout out dad he doesn't listen (laughs) (laughs) um he like collects records and he will like just sit up there in his record room and listen to a record like that's his that's what he does um so I feel like Mm -hmm. you know you mentioned that you you listen to music while you read or you might listen to music while you like you know you're driving or while you're walking but like is there ever time when you just like sit down and like just listen to music no so I'm gonna pick reading (laughs) (laughs) now see well, because like, I, like, I I really find a joy in like finding new music on Spotify. So I do like occasionally sit down and like listen to music, but I always mm-hmm. then end up like doing something else. So I don't know if I can just sit and do it and that's it. So since I, I yeah, I don't just, I don't know. I think I don't want to say the same as you. So I'll say watching TV because I also mm-hmm. like to read.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we are in a book club. We so are. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like, though, I should just say reading. You can. Because I don't want to have it right. inaccurate just because we're trying to avoid the same. So we'll just, this will be the one that we do the mm-hmm. same.
0: Mm-hmm. Reading. Alright. Yes. Oh, wait. This is you. Yes, oh, a choose a Jerry. So I'm not going to describe all these Jerry's, but they're all different types of juries. Um. So I guess you just have to choose one. So I'm choosing I don't even know how to describe it. I'm choosing the fourth one. So the the second one on the bottom to the left he's looking a little
1: suave he's got his collar open yeah like he's a little more relaxed than usual he's like he's pointing at someone he's arching the eyebrow this is like this is jerry after hours (laughs) yes i chose that one (laughs) um i think i'm gonna choose the one to the right of it he's like in action he is like jumping through mm-hmm. like a fan with the- he's got a gun this is like i feel like because like, what's cool about jerry is like he was so put together and so restrained but like when he mm-hmm. had to get down like he was like, he, that was like oh that's why he's the president of whoop like that's mm-hmm. why. so i like when i like the kind of rare instance where he would be like he's taking a gun he's doing the shooting i think this was actually when he was kidnapped by tim scam Mm -hmm. i was talking about and then he was frozen up in space and the girls came to rescue him but Mm -hmm. they ended up getting frozen too so he like unfroze and like got into action and beat tim scam um oh yeah yeah and if you if y'all want to see the rest of the jerrys we'll we're going to link the quiz down in our description so you're welcome to click on it take it yourself you'll see the other jerrys there's some other fun ones um the next question is choose a school subject History, English, science, gym class, math, and music. Now, sometimes I gravitate towards the music because I was in band. You know, I like the music. I love playing music. But I am now getting my graduate degree in English. I mean, my undergrad was in English, too. But now I'm, like, really pursuing English. So (laughs) I do feel like I have to say
0: English. (laughs) At this point, it's got to be my favorite school subject. (laughs) I picked History, which was my favorite, um, especially in high school. Okay, the next one is Choose a Totes Amaze Mansion. Again, they're all pictures, um, so it's really hard to describe them, but I'm going to pick the one in the upper um, left-hand corner. Um, It looks more like a villa, very cute, um, a lot of greenery, Um, But more not like really in grass, but more like trees and foliage, which I really like. So I'm going to choose that one. I'm gonna have to do the
1: the bottom right Mm -hmm. corner. Um, I can see that for you, like an actual lawn,
0: because I like that like
1: modern, but I don't like too modern. Like the middle on the bottom is like that very Mm -hmm. like white block modern modern. That's too much. I feel like I'm in a museum. I feel like I'm I I feel like I'm like not in a home. So it still needs to be very like homey, and so like yeah, that bottom corner is that right? It's like it's like the beige two story, but very like very modern architecture, um, but still very comfy with the warm lighting and stuff. So again, the pictures y'all y'all are gonna have to go see the quiz yourself. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of different ones that love, like the classic like Art Deco. There's the cobblestone like more cottagey type, um, and so there's a bunch of different options. Yes. Uh, the next one is choose a way to totally annoy Mandy. Uh, wow, I love that Mandy gets a shout out in the quiz. Um, mm-hmm. Ignore her. Repeat everything she says. Steal her food. Steal her clothes. Start a rumor about her,
0: or follow her around. That's tough. I think in like, in like actual like real life, I think the best way to to annoy her would be to ignore her because she wants to get a rile out of you. But I think in the Tolis Fies pantheon, um, I'm going to say repeat everything she says. I feel like that would be really annoying. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I like it's tough because, like, I'm not going to steal her food because I'm not going to even touch food that someone else breathed on. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to steal her clothes because, like, well, stealing is wrong. And, like, Mm -hmm. oh, she's just not going to have any clothes. Um starting a room about her, I that's I spreading misinformation is not my thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> unlike some people on Twitter. Um, and then follow her around would would demand that I have to be around her. And I really would not choose mm-hmm. to be around someone I don't like. So I think I'll I'll go with ignore her because I feel like
0: mm-hmm.
1: though what I, I would like really probably argue with her and probably like um whatever she's like trying to annoy me with i would like i don't know i would talk back to her i wouldn't repeat everything she says though so i think just the Mm -hmm. the closest and what i'm like left with is to ignore her
0: yeah you were getting all the picture ones I, i know finally choose a totally secret entrance to get to the whoop headquarters um. So one is just a like standard trash can. The other one is like an elevator. In that one, like the elevator opened up and they walked in, but they thought it was the elevator, but it wasn't. It just like like pushed them down to the chute. Mm-hmm. And then lastly is the one I'm going to pick, the totally iconic one where they're like in the, in the bathroom, the hand dryer. They got sucked up in, into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a nightmare scenario though. Like I... <laughs>
1: I would, if I was them, I would not trust anything. I would be like constantly on guard, like what's about to like suck me up into it, or like what's about to like flip over and what's about to transform. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. a, being sucked up into a hand dryer, a nightmare scenario. Uh, yeah. Dumpsters are gross. So I'm going to have to go with uh, the elevator. Okay. Calculating your results. Oh, surprise, surprise. Who did you get? I got Sam. It says, <laughs> you're the analytical and serious one in the group. To you, a good decision in what is one that's made after thinking it over properly, and your overall goal is to avoid catastrophe as much as possible. Uh, usually, you do pretty well. Usually. Now, I mean, I, I am very analytical Um, at, at most times. uh, That's more when, like, I think professional decisions are being made, or, like, I'm doing work. But, like, when I'm, like, out with friends or something, I, I I wouldn't say that I'm the serious one. I wouldn't say that I'm the one that's like, let's think through this decision. Um, I'm a little bit more spontaneous than that, a little more chaotic sometimes. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, but, of course, like we've talked about before, these quizzes aren't designed to be multifaceted. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's I, I'm not surprised by Sam, though. Like, you know, especially since we said reading.
0: Oh, yeah. Who'd you get? I got Clover. (gasps) Whoa, shock. I (laughs) mean, Well, the the description is kind of like me. It's all my bad qualities that I'm trying to not do anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It says you have a strong personality, like, in, like, weekly lines. So, like, very strong personality. Mm. And you don't like to be anywhere other than the center of attention. You always... Have something to say, and it's usually more important than what anyone else has to say. But you're usually right, which is true. It's <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> it's like if anyone asks me, like, "Oh, what do you want to change about yourself?" It's all of those things. Um, mm. so it is me. Unfortunately, it's the Gemini me. Uh, <laughs> I'm blaming it on my astrological sign because we're both Gemini, so I guess I can't really do that. But um, definitely, I also like. Did a lot of like speaking competitions and things like that in like high school and college. So like I always have something witty to say. Um, just from doing those things. So I definitely see myself being that. I don't think that usually maybe some of it does describe Clover, but I don't think she always thought that she was right though. Mm. I think that was more of a Sam thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't. I mean, Clover was like, ar- would argue uh, occasionally with like Sam, but they would all argue. But yeah, I think the one who was like more of like a know it all was like Sam. Mm-hmm. But.
0: but I definitely think like the center of attention and stuff was definitely Clover. Um, but I'm also not sporty like Alex, so I could see why I didn't get her.
1: Yeah, that was probably like the rock climbing and, um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you did choose like the grapple belt. I feel like that's like the most like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it makes sense. I guess I mean that's the thing though. It's like we talked about like how the, these characters weren't so drastically archetyped as as we see in like Powerpuff Girls, where they're all they they all three have like qualities that I think a lot of girls, a, a lot of people. I shouldn't I, I, like I said, kind of were away from that more strict like um gendered situation from the 2000s that this was but like the people who watched the show who liked the show could relate to kind of different things in each of the characters Um like mm-hmm. you know people could be sporty but also really like reading and books in higher level classes like Sam and or like really mm-hmm. like shopping and really like boys but like but also know how to study and know how to put their school first so like ha- like po- kind of polling traits from each of the three girls Um yeah so yeah it makes sense that like i think anyone could see some part of themselves in any of the three i'm sad none of us got jerry
0: mm-hmm. i wanted to I see think if that
1: was
0: a possibility I, I think actually i think it might be just the three girls but you have two choices in between them
1: gotcha and yeah because there were only three choices at the end so that would make sense um well if anybody takes the quiz and gets jerry though let us know it could be like a secret <laughs> it could be like a secret yeah. ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but cool. Well, I'm excited for the Totally Spies reboot. I'm all about it. I hope they announce it soon. I hope. I hope you know the strike doesn't affect anything. If it does, you know, rightfully so. Like you know, I'm obviously not gonna. If if that's what it takes to like hold out and get what they need to get out of this, go for it. But hopefully, the actors and writers can get what they want. But then also we can still get it. <laughs> a Totally Spies reboot um, to come to come out of this time. So, so yeah, but. I don't think it should take too long to make. So if they haven't already finished on it, hopefully if they wrap up the strike soon, they can get back to work on it. Hopefully. But like I said, you know, the strike is more important.
0: So. All right. Well, any last thoughts? No, Um. it was great. I love the show. It's a great nostalgic watch. Um, and nothing that you have to get too invested in, which is kind of the TV that I'm gravitating towards more. Is you know stuff I don't really have to get too deep in Um, before I start my um I do want to watch Severance, (laughs) so I know I I love how we're talking all this this stuff about happy and light and like I want to watch Severance, but -hmm. I need to get this palette cleanser before I do that, and like especially like when the Barbie movie comes out, like I'm just here for light fun. Yeah, I want some fun. It's the summer, right? You know that you know we keep Severance for. September October <laughs> yeah <laughs> for
1: the spooky season
0: um
1: all right well speaking of fun uh next we're not next week but in two weeks we'll be doing uh to all the boys I what's it called
0: to all the boys I love before I'm right. very excited um you're gonna get a book rant for me so it's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah oh, so we will be talking a little bit about the
1: books we will be talking a little bit about the books and then of course the the series that came out of it so yeah exciting i've never seen it before so i'll i'll, I'll be watching um in the weeks to come yes yeah, and probably, i'll let you know my all right well that's it for now have a great week weeks plural everyone and we'll see you in a bit
0: bye